Kia ora, welcome back to Flying the Fern, powered by New Zealand Stories, Fernmark License Programme and produced by Raw Collective. This series is all about telling the real-life stories of well-known New Zealand businesses that carry the official Fernmark logo. We dig into how they came about, the challenges they've overcome, and their contribution to the reputation New Zealand businesses have around the world. The Mamaku skincare range began in 2009 when three Ngāti Kahanunu sisters, Tessa, Adele and Karen, decided to create an exceptional range of premium natural beauty products using traditional Māori knowledge. Mamaku is New Zealand's native black fern and its extract has been used for generations for rejuvenating, cooling and hydrating the skin. Mamaku products are 100% natural and based on a traditional remedy. As well as its premium product range, Mamaku is also a leader in its values. The business is run according to core te ao Māori concepts of manakitanga, whakawhanaunatanga, wairuatanga, ahuatanga and kaitiakitanga. And what's really fascinating about the Mamaku story is how they've almost gone back to the future, how centuries-old remedies stand up to modern science and even surpass it. Well, kia ora Tessa, welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, David. Now I have my first question for you. If you were informing a visitor to New Zealand, someone who's never been here before, mm. on one thing they should do or place they should go, what would it be? Waitangi Grounds, Treaty of Waitangi. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Special place. It's, it's the history and that beginning of our cultures together. So, And it's a beautiful place. So I don't think you can go wrong without visiting there first. Fabulous. What a great suggestion. We haven't had that one before. Now tell me a little bit about Mamaku. Where did the idea come from? Well, we grew up around Aurungwa, so uh, my sisters and I have two sisters. We came to a space where we uh, decided to be in business but to do something that we knew about. So uh, we connected, um, this is over maybe even 15 years now, with um, Pa McGowan. He is an expert in Aurungwa. And he also is um, from our childhood since we were little girls. Um, we grew up in Hastings and Waimarama in uh, Ngāti Kahunanu in Hawke's Bay. And um, he's always been a part of our lives since we were very young. So it was an obvious choice to go back to those that are familiar. And his advice was around using a plant that is multifunctional, is sustainable, and can help um, people with their skin afflictions. Right. And the mamaku plant that's been used that way traditionally in the past, has it? Is, tell us a little bit about the history of its use. Yes. So the history of mamaku in the past, there's many uses. It was like a go-to for medicinal purposes in times, um, in times when there wasn't any other food available. We could always go and eat some mamaku for a few days and you could say it tricks our stomach into believing it's full. You know, it sort of got that type of capacity. So it's a good filler for until you could find um, some other supply. So that was good. Um, it's also poultices for drawing out infection, obviously for skin repair as well in the day. So many uses. It's a real um, go-to from the past. So, yes. Beautiful. And you mentioned that just before you talked about rongoa. It might be worth just dwelling a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that word. What does it mean, that kupu? What does it mean for you? So Rungwa is um, 
And these days people assign it to um, traditional Māori medicine, Rungwa. So that includes all of our medicines from our Ngāhere, our forest. So lots of different plants in there, natural native plants, have some medicinal well-being thing going on for it. So if we had a sore um, stomach, for example, you know, there is a plant that we could go to to help relieve that. Or toothache, there is a plant to help relieve that. So there's all of these different plants and together they come under the umbrella of rungwa. However, I'd like to say that rungwa um, in a wider context also means that you have to use the other parts of your sensory to heal. So it's not just the plant. It could be your thought process in terms of thinking and feeling like it will heal you, like having that belief system. So that's part of it. Also giving that belief system to it is all part of the rungwa. So it's it's kind of a holistic approach, not just about the plants, but also about your well-being and your mindset and your spirit. Yes. And it's different from therapeutic as well, because therapeutic, you know, that involves many other plants from around the world. The difference is rungwa is also entrenched in our whakapapa, our history, our who we are as a people, who we are as the plants and their whakapapa, or the world that is um, our te ao Māori world. So it all is part of the rungwa. That's the difference between rungwa and, say, therapeutic medicine. Yeah, You've taken this, particularly with the mamuku plant, you've taken this into a modern context and you've made it a commercial product as well. Tell us about that. You know, was there a lot to be done to, I suppose, take this into this modern way of thinking? Well, um, one of the things with Pa McGowan is um, our job was to reproduce the mamuku plant into a bottle. So that because not everyone can go into the ngahere, to the forest, and just help themselves and, you know, he shares his knowledge to us and then thereby we we get about and try to develop recreating this into a bottle so that many, many people can have the benefits of mamaku. So, and um, probably only a year ago, we actually feel like we've developed that. <laughs> so it's taken really many, takes a while trial and error and we've you know put out some good product but um the product that we love and we feel that um meets his expectations is this little bottle of mamaku <laughs> beautiful and tell us about what, what some of the key things you learned on the way through you know were there ways you had to treat the product or were there processes that you hadn't expected of course you know um also in um traditional methods of harvesting so of course, you know, we're always thinking about the whenua that we've harvested mamaku from, acknowledge the whanau, and, you know, of course, uh, we are welcome to do that on their blocks. And uh, we also um, do a karakia to the plant itself for um, allowing us to share in its goodness. So it's a very special thing to be given that opportunity and then we take that and what that does is it allows us to retain the life essence of what's in that plant because if you don't acknowledge it then there is none yes it becomes just a plant you know but if you don't acknowledge that it actually has its own modi or life essence there is none if you don't believe in it you have to acknowledge it first 
and then you have to harvest in accordance to uh, the traditions of that area and then you you process it through that you feel that and we do feel that we retain that modi or life essence force wow that everything has and you know that you know, of course, that everything has a force, a life essence force. And so we feel that the actual mother plant is not endangered in any way. It's almost like a pruning um, process rather yeah, than... than a wholesale cutting. Yes. Yeah. The mother plant is always stiffed and whole intact. So a beautiful, Wonderful. sustainable process. And, of course, there's the concept in Māori of tikanga, you know, of the way that things should be, the protocols, the right way of doing things. And um, as I understand it on your website, you needed to think about that and getting the blessing of the people in the in the area about harvesting. Mm. You know, how have you set up your business, I suppose, with respect to the tikanga of your business? Yeah, so I think um, that was really important right from the start. So we went to Waimarama, where we're from. This is down past, uh, in Hawke's Bay, past Havelock North, out by the ocean, our village back there. And we went back to our whanau over 10, 12 years ago now. Um, but um, we went to get the blessing and Pa was there, Pa McGowan, and all of our little uh, whanau hapu, and we did our into the Nahere there, which is a very special place for us called Hakekino. And um, we were welcomed by our whanau and welcomed to develop this mahi for all of us. So in that way, we, we know we have the support and that's really a good basis for any uh, tikanga that you may lay after. You know, yes. you've always got that support. You know that you went through that process. Um, they let you know they have given you their support. And you just can go about your business and um, always bear things in mind in terms of tikanga, traditional tikanga, but also because this is in a modern context, you've also got to bear in mind you may have to create tikanga that, you know, helps to uh, protect and, and guide you. So that's good. And of course, also being a Māori business, you think very much about a values-led approach and, and the values of Te Ao Māori come through. I think you've got five of them that you talk about on your website. Can you tell us a little bit about those values and how they come to life? Of course, um, one of the first things is our whānau. So uh, we are always you know, mindful of that. We think that... Um, if you've got that sort of support, you can do anything, which I've just mentioned in, in the way that we started with our blessing. Some of our traditions in terms of harvesting, those are the other things that we, we talk about. So the provenance of where we get our mamaku, that's very important. We want to make sure that everybody knows that the mamaku is from Aotearoa. It's not found in another area. It is that. So we do talk about our land, our environment, and what makes Mamaku so special. And so, you know, we've had to do some deep dive science behind that as well, which we're working through right now. So it's pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, we know through various industries, including the Manuka industry, countries seem to adopt um, or have tried to adopt the Manuka as theirs. But um, we're hoping that we can prove that Mamaku is from Aotearoa. And what is the difference between mamaku and a similar species in another country? There is a difference, you know, because ferns is such a big plant. There's ferns globally, but 
what is the difference between Mamaku and another firm from in Aotearoa? What is the difference between Mamaku and another firm from another country? So that that's where we come into the scientific uh, realm of uh, Western science to and also Māori science and Mātauranga Māori in terms of its whakapapa. You know, we have that too, and then the, where the mamaku is growing, so um, that whakapapa, and also then the Western science to back up the difference between this fern and the mamaku. Sounds like a great blend of, you know, traditional knowledge in Mataronga, you know, knowledge from Māori of old, and then this modern way of thinking and this business approach, which you've now taken and turned into a business. Did you know anything about that skincare or health business, beauty industry before you got involved? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, people always uh, approach me and, and ask me whether um, what's in my background is, am I a scientist and is my background in skincare prior because we know so much now. No, we've just worked on what's possible and just work about it sensibly, you know, just one step at a time. Sit alongside others that are real, are really quality, that know their skill base and can offer you something. So it's not just Western sites that can offer us something, but just whānau, their knowledge, and being surrounded by those that can offer some um, information or knowledge. That's great. Help you on the journey. And um You've growing the business now internationally, as I understand it. So it's not just a product here in New Zealand. You're selling into international markets. Yes. Um, it was a natural progression we wanted to do, to share it not only with uh, domestically, but um, internationally. It's a bit like knowing that you have something to share out to the wider global market, but you're doing it in, a, in the right way, in the right context. Yes. Tell us which markets, which international markets are you involved in? Currently, Australia and China. So those are our two markets at the moment. It takes a lot of uh, resources and energy. It's a small company, so we've got to do things, um, just try and make the right progress and the right steps forward, make the right relationships first, and the best will follow. That's true. Yeah, don't be in a rush to try and conquer the world because those markets are plenty big enough, I'd imagine, for real customers. How do you think a Māori business shows up in those markets? You know, what is the value of being from New Zealand and being in particular um, a business based in Te Ao Māori? How do you think that lands with your customers and distributors and partners and things? They value who we are as a people, their connection to us. Um, that is something special that they really value and, and want to grow. So uh, Māori is only a small race in the world. So to have the connection of a race that um, is very special and very small, that first and foremost is one of the things, um, to have something that they can uh, promote from the Indigenous angle is very good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's also very good. So I think they're loving that actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I, I feel like uh, we could definitely utilise these relationships to help promote our power purpose. So right from the very beginning, our power purpose was to share Te Ao Māori with others and hopefully they will look after Papatūanuku like, um, or see Papatūanuku and then look after her, how we cherish her. So that's the sort of the power 
of purpose underlying our, our company. So um, we just want to join hands with others and then join that through this um, beautiful product, Mamaku. And so if they're in, say, China, Shenzhen, you know, some foreign country, um, USA, anywhere, and if they could apply something that is of Aotearoa to themselves, and bearing in mind, as I said previously, um, the mamaku has the modi or life force or life essence still in it, they are connecting to this whenua through our product. And so that's really, really important, I think. And then to hear their stories from where they're from and then make that connection that we're all on this earth um, to offer something back, right, to be more purposeful in our life. So, yeah, I think that's part of um, what our brand is about and our, you know, our company is about. Fantastic. Now, I also know that Mamaku being a fern, but you've also got the fern mark, the trademark New Zealand fern on on your packaging. So tell us a little bit about that. Why does it help or does it help? How do you use that? Yeah, that's so great. And I just feel like that obviously is that trademark that says, hey, um, this company is reputable in New Zealand. We can validate they are a quality New Zealand company. It gives our customer base an opportunity to know that that's, you know, if they went back and researched that qualification of of that, then they would find that, um, oh, yes, you know, to get that mark, um, you have to have these types of criteria. So, yeah, it's two-pronged. Yeah, it helps our end customer. It helps um, our branding. And it's a connection from our company to New Zealand Story and, and to that mark. So very happy about that. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, we're we're happy that you that you fly the fern on your fern on the Mamaku fern. What's next for you? Do you think is this? Are you going to add more products into your range? Are you going to grow into new markets? Where does the future head for you as Mamaku? Yes, we have um, a couple of um, new products coming up in the next twelve months. Quality products do take it time, but we're happy with it. We we feel like if we can just get our hero product out, which is this uh, Mamaku Advanced Hydrogel out and then they get to know that product in itself and what it can do. Then there are other products that were to follow up was the uh, baby wash and the baby moisturiser. Then that becomes, you know, part of that little group that um, assists eczema in particular. So that's our focus. We're focused on being natural, science-backed, Māori traditions and sharing all of that. So, um, and lastly, one of the main things in our product development is the function. So it's not really a skincare brand per se. We're more around functional skincare. So we have to develop product that actually works for the end user of um, our target market, which is people with eczema and skin afflictions. So, yeah. And a lot of people are coming out that way with those sorts of things. So, yeah. It's wonderful. And it sounds like just Tessa, such a wonderful blend of traditional knowledge and wisdom with modern business practice in a way that showcases the values of who you are and what you stand for and that you're from Aotearoa, New Zealand. So thank you so much for flying the fern. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. It was great talking with you. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast series is all about highlighting the amazing work New Zealand companies are doing in a variety of sectors and spaces. If you like this episode, there's plenty more great stories from Flying the Firm podcast that you can listen to. Just go ahead and check them out where you found this one. 
We're also highlighting the Fernmark license program, which we talked about during the episode. The Fernmark is our national symbol and a country of origin mark that helps Kiwi businesses promote trust, authenticity and credibility by leveraging the good reputation that New Zealand has overseas. To find out more or to apply to be part of the program, head to our website, fernmark.nzstory.gov.nz. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Haere for now. 